Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of Random Trek, uh, a sideshow podcast where we just uh, talk about Star Trek, um, because that's a really interesting thing to talk about 30 years after things aired. Uh, my name's David, and no, it's an amorphous god, god being that might be a cloud, or maybe a puddle of goo. Is it Flubber? No, it's a cloud. Uh, and I'm I'm Joe, and uh, yeah, poor Natasha, yeah. Um, she got killed by a puddle of tar, only to come back and be raped by the Romulans. It's a really rapey character, we'll get into it this. Is. Uh, so, the subject of this episode, uh, in a bit of a departure from our um, more static episodes of Star Trek episodes. Um, mm-hmm. How many times can I say episodes in a, in a sentence, Joe? Episodes, uh, episodes, this episodes. One, Exactly. This one will be about the character Tasha Yar and maybe kind of like what and Denise Crosby as well. We should say the, the actor who played her, uh, who was like a a main cast member in season one, was promptly killed off for various reasons we'll get into, and then kind of reappeared throughout the series. And there's some real high and low points in this, and some really like questionable writing for a Star Trek series, Very. Yes. which we'll get into. Um, yeah, I mean, so Tasha Yar basically starts off as the head of security um, on TNG. Um, next generation so that's like her her initial role and i think she's in 20 i think it's the 22nd episode um of yeah. the series um where she she's killed off but initially interestingly enough i was reading that um she was initially cast to play the um the character of diana troy and um it was um, marina certis was going to play security chief but it was going to be security chief uh, masha hernandez um, so actually, they were cast in opposite roles. But then, during before the filming of um, the, the first episode, they were doing a reading, and um, Gene Rodenberry decided to um, to switch the roles around. They decided that they didn't really suit. Um, yeah, it's it's typical TNG. It's such like a now it's such an accepted part of like the universe. But like to make a a sequel to Star Trek with a whole different cast like, set hundreds of years in the future, was kind of wild. And in season one, they really didn't know where they were going. Like, you know, you had Patrick Stewart and you had Jonathan Frakes, um, and they were fairly set in stone, you know, solid. You've got Data as well. Cast-wise, it's probably the strongest Star Trek, to be honest. It is, but it may be like it it doesn't know which way it's going. Because we have Beverly Crusher. She also leaves the series after season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then she comes back, you know. Worf is not really a main cast member in the first Until season. Yeah, goes, like yeah. he's kind of supporting. Geordie uh, is on the bridge steering the ship for some reason in the mm-hmm. first series. Isn't Worf down in engineering in the first series? Is that where he starts? Worf is kind of like just one of the security officers. He works for he works for Tasha, um, but like it's really unclear on. Who, what the roles are, and that's just a series finding its feet. But Tasha Yar's mm-hmm. maybe the like, I guess the most egregious example of bad writing. And I think there was some, I've certainly read in the past there was some like animosity between. Essentially, at the end of season, towards the end of season one, she said, "Well, where's my character going? What am I, what are we doing? Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. continue to appear on the show." And so to resolve that, they killed her off. Yeah. Well, she asked to be released, didn't she? Yeah. Um, she effectively asked to be released, so they killed her off um, in the episode "Skin of Evil." Um, so by a tar effect- monster. 
effectively they land on a planet and there's this puddle of black goo um, and it eats Riker so she gets pissed off and it picks her up and throws her and she dies um, and that's the end of Yar um, Worf becomes head of head of security um, and the real MVP of Star Trek in general um, and yeah, Yar baby. is cast into the uh, onto the rubbish heap of Star Trek history I guess um, at that point you kind of forget at she that existed. point definitely, definitely yeah. yeah and it's kind of like a, a very unceremonious end because like you said <laughs> she doesn't die in some like Big heroic plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She doesn't die. Like she's just killed by this tar monster, and then we have like a nice episode where they have like a hologram, hollow sweet funeral for her. And yeah, but she isn't a character in that, and like the character doesn't get much development. And let's let's get to the rape gang of it all, Joe, um, because this is maybe I can't honestly. Every time I hear it on Star Trek, and then when they try and bring it back later, it's obviously like. We didn't think that one through. Part of this character's backstory is she grew up on this planet that's controlled by rape gangs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Somebody in the Star Trek writers' room thought that was an acceptable and like interesting thing to put in this character's backstory. And obviously, we don't get to explore it in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, mostly, Tasha Yar is quite like a stoic, quiet fairly one note character in this first season mm-hmm. i don't know if you agree um, she is no she is she's very very kind of like and again she, they don't really delve into it too much they just mentioned that she was in this like rape gang culture um and then yeah that's like it she somehow fought her way out of it and but her sister didn't she'd left her sister behind i believe I think we'll get to episode. that i think when we when we yeah. when we get to the sort of like the return um but yeah certainly an oddity and certainly like I don't think the fan reaction was particularly good to this character. Again, no. because... But we should say, the first season of TNG is trash. It's so bad. It's not good. But then I would it's say so that for poor. most most Star Trek, even even DS9, which is the best Star Trek, I think the first season is a bit kind of slow yeah. and really struggles. Well, they find, it's it only... takes time to find their feet, and I think yeah. TNG maybe had more heavy lifting to do than any other series. Yeah, because uh, the, the previous... maybe the, original the, series. Yeah, I mean, the, but, but the one before TNG was the original series and there is a massive difference between the two series you know there's a big change and there needed to be because it wasn't the 60s anymore but you know there needed to be like an adaption but that meant that TNG was almost like an entire new series in some ways so they had to find the feet and then DS9 it did find its feet when it found its feet oh boy was it good but it it took a little while to get going yeah and even even even, even more so there's some excellent, excellent series of TNG, and um, and I think they maybe right a lot of their wrongs. Um, so, like we said, Tasha Yar gets killed off end of season one. Denise Crosby, uh, by all accounts, was outraged at the treatment of the character, mm-hmm. at her dealings with the studio. I think were really bad. I think there was quite like a lot of bitterness on all sides. Um, mm-hmm. And Joe, as as the guy who is, um, you know, my uh, what's the word, library guy. Uh, what ep- what is the episode called where we initially get her coming back? Now, so the first the first episode co- she comes back in is the fifteenth episode of season three, called Yesterday's Enterprise, which is kind of is that the first is that the one where it's the parallel universe? That's the one where the, the there's this spatial anomaly and they're going to investigate it, and as they go towards it, another ship comes out of the anomaly, and it's an older version of. Um, of Enterprise, effectively, and on board is um, Yar, 
and um, her crew, and it changes the timeline, and the only one who realizes is Guinan, because effectively yes, it means in the, the timeline, yeah, <laughs> that what happens is that um, them coming through this rift changes something in the storyline to mean that the um, Federation Which is didn't die. The Kling, um, is, yeah. is at war with the Klingon Empire. Um, so, yeah, Enterprise, the Enterprise that comes through the anomaly, the previous version of Enterprise that had been um, that comes through the rift is heavily damaged during a fight with some Romulans. So, like the two enterprises meet up and effectively like help fix. But Yar reappears because she, because um, in that timeline she hadn't died, so she reappears and nobody realizes that Yar shouldn't be there apart from Guinan, who's like, this shit shouldn't be happening. What's going on here? Um, yes. So uh, it's a fun episode because like mm-hmm. she's just back and the, the initial yes. sort of like stages of it are you know. Because um, is it the Enterprise? I don't want to quibble over this, Joe, but isn't it like a different ship that got that was historically it's destroyed a, in a battle with the Romulans? Enterprise C, yeah, yeah, like an old, Patrick, like a yeah. Then the one that they're on is Enterprise D. Yeah, so it's like an older model. It's like a, it's yeah. not like it's it's Patrick Stewart and the gang from an earlier time. It's like an older iteration uh, that got destroyed yes. in this battle with the Romulans, I believe. Yes. And like, it's a cool thing because Yar's just there. And like Guinan begins to figure it out, and ba- mm-hmm. and I actually think it's probably one of the up there, up t- definitely top ten best episodes of Star Trek. It's a really good episode, yeah. Because you kind of have this like introspective thing where, you know, she realizes and the crew starts to remember things, and Guinan's like, "You don't belong here, love." Because yeah, she basically like a- goes to her and says, "Oh yeah, you shouldn't be in this timeline. You died a stupid and pointless death." Like literally, I think she tells her she died a pointless death. But like it's um, cool for the rest of the crew because everyone gets closure about mm-hmm. the fact that she yeah. died, and she gets you know do you know what I mean. And we kind of get mm-hmm. a maybe a, a really much better treatment of this character. I'm um, amazed that Denise Cross became back for it to be honest, because of like mm-hmm. again how upset she was with them and things. But and then then they turn it in an entirely um, entirely more rapey. Um, we'll direction. get to that joke because we're not quite okay. we're not quite done with this yet in terms of like what happens to this. It and we'll can we can we save the turn. Of um of what happens in later episodes and just focus on the grandeur of this episode. So the kind of like the end point is the crew remember what's going on and basically like decide that this ship that they've saved, the Enterprise has to go through. Yeah. Has to go back through this wormhole and be destroyed basically like be destroyed. And Tasha Yar decides that mm-hmm. she's gonna go with them. And there's you know, the captain of the ship, I can't remember what actor plays the captain of this no, of this ship. Remember. He's someone you'd no. recognise. Um him and Yar have a bit of like rapport, and like she says, "Well, I'm going to go and I'm going to fight with these people, and and you know, and and it will mm-hmm. be a much less pointless death than the death I actually died." Um, which is kind of like it's all phrased in a much obviously better way than I've just um, iterated mm-hmm. there because I'm a moron. But it's really well written, and it's a really like tour de force in terms of like, okay, we did this character dirty, and they go back and they fix it, and it's kind of wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, Captain Rachel Garrett is the uh, the Enterprise C captain, and um, she's played by Trisha O'Neill, um, and she gets killed. Um, so that's why they need ca- uh, crew members. So Tasha Yar agrees to transfer over effectively, even though she knows she'll be killed. Um, but she with the assumption being that once the timeline resets, she'd disappear anyway. Yes, exactly. So, and obviously, people on Enterprise are like, "No, don't go. Uh, we want you to stay," and sort of thing. But you know, fans just sat there like, "No, Worf's better than you. Fuck off." Um, 
<laughs> they could have legitimately. They could have like it's kind of kind of crazy, but they could have just had her back in the series, like, and they did oh, totally for lots of good reasons. But that totally would have been enough to just have this mm-hmm. character be back. Um, but I'm really, it felt like really like even-handed treatment, and it's kind of a wonderful episode in terms of like what we talk about a lot: the grandeur of Star Trek and like the Patrick Stewart speech mm-hmm. and the doing what's right and like there are there are things bigger than us happening and. We've got to preserve the timeline. Well, at the same time, all of these characters, like, I'm really upset that this person that they, you know, knew and worked with, who they've mourned for, is dying again. Um, yes. It's kind of wonderful. Because yeah. um, Star Trek is about the characters at the end of the day. It is. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really wonderfully written episode. And, um, I mean, I guess, you know, like, in terms of her coming back, she maybe didn't want to come back full time. Um, you know, she maybe agreed to come back just for the odd episode here and there, and maybe that was okay. You know, because I think it would have been very difficult at that point to kind of fit her back in somewhere. I don't really know where you'd have put her unless one of the other cast members had gone. Um, maybe she could have come back when uh, <laughs> when Beverly left. She could have been the Doctor. She'd have been better than. Uh... Well, you could maybe have had like a like a Thomas Riker kind of thing, Joe, where yes. maybe like. They don't send her, and we'll get into what they actually did in the series in a minute because it's super creepy and weird. Um, but like, maybe she could have been like, right, well, I'm going to go off and join a different ship, and I'm going to, I'm going to find, you know, I've been given back my life, and I'm going to go out mm-hmm. and do X, Y, and Z. And she leaves the show, but we might get her coming back, you know, for the odd episode, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A bit like yeah. Thomas Riker appears in um, as the character rather appears in DS9, like you know, a bit how like things are reused. Yeah. He's even in an episode of um, Voyager, actually. One of the Q episodes, Q brings him through. Um, does Riker. He gets everywhere, does Riker. Um, so are we ready to Are we ready to talk about the t- talk about the turn now, are we? So, yes. After, um, um, I, will, I will say, Denise Crosby was doing nothing in 91 when, this, when that episode came out. No. Um, so her next appearance um, was the fourth, season finale and the fifth season premiere um <laughs> redemption is the name of the episodes one and two oh, it's so and stupid. i would to be fair i would say the episodes themselves are actually really good because they effectively like the centered on the klingons which is always a great episode as soon as klingons are involved they're normally very very good um and effectively picard is asked to like um choose he's the arbiter of succession for the klingon empire and he's asked to choose between gauron um and an illegitimate son Tural. Um, Gowron is one of my favourite Klingon characters who Worf kills later on. He's he does kill him. Brilliant. Yeah, he kills yeah. him in DS9. Let's not he forget does. Worf transcends all of Star Trek and murders <laughs> this guy who Picard puts on the throne. <laughs> um, so there's the Duras sisters, and um, Tural is like an illegitimate brother. Oh um, yes, the, bu- the busty Klingons. <laughs> yeah, the, the busty, busty Klingon sisters, uh, and effectively the the choice comes down to: if he chooses um, Tyrell, they will kill Gowron. If he chooses Gowron, the Klingon Empire will be driven into civil war. Um, so Worf disappears off to go and um, get his brother because they need Kern's fleet to fight for Gowron. 
Um, and then at the end, obviously Picard chooses Gowron. So it starts a civil war within the Klingon Empire, and it kind of cuts to the scene at the very end where they're like talking. It turns out the Romulans are involved and have been advising. So Denise Crosby, dressed with invo- Romulan eyebrows, is sat in a chair stroking a cat. No, Mr. Yeah. Picard, I expect you to die. It's the most <laughs> Bond villain turn at the end of an episode you yeah. can possibly imagine. So you're Star sat Trek. there, you're sat there like, fuck, what you are doing is a Romulan. Fuck. What's going on here? And then obviously in part two you get a little bit more into it and it turns out what happened was when she went back into the previous time period while the ship was destroyed... I feel like we should put in like a a record scratch like... Like a record scratch here because it's so... This We talked about how they really did this character like a really wonderful send-off and then guess what, guys? We're going to rip that bit of paper up, shit all over it and then light it on fire. (laughs) So so what happened was the ship was destroyed but they took some of the prisoners... The Romulans took the prisoner, one of them whom was um, this other version of Tasha Yar... Um, and they were all due to be killed. However, one of the Romulan um, generals took a liking to Yar and agreed to save all of their lives if she'd become his consort. Um, so effectively spends like years getting raped by this Romulan general, um, uh, which leads to her having a child, um, <laughs> which is um, this character that Yar is that that um, that, that that you now see. So um, it turns out that this uh, Commander Sealer, who is played by Crosby. Um, is the offspring of the other time frames Yar, who has been taken prisoner um, and raped and killed because she tried to escape um, after having this child. Um, and Sela is like really Romulan, and she's so against the um, um, Starfleet and the Federation. She absolutely hates everything. So, so yeah, she got a really good. She's also the only then... the only blonde Romulan. It's really bizarre that they made the choice to keep her blonde hair. Yes, um, but and she's in. I was just looking there. I think she's in four episodes. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's not it's not loads. It's not like a you know. A she huge... comes she comes back for the series finale as well. I think. Um. Yes. Uh, so Tasha Yar is in twenty seven episodes. So that's twenty two mm-hmm. in the first season, uh, plus the one she came back for. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I think some guest appearances in flashbacks and stuff. And there's, like, there's, a, the there's a few. There's a few that they use kind of like stock footage of her. So there's a yeah. few ones where they like flashback um, and they just use footage that they already have of her. And then she's in. Like I said she's in four episodes. As um, did say it was Sealer or Seller. Sealer, yeah, Commander Sealer, Seller, Commander Sealer, um, who's this Romulan? Basically, this Romulan baddie who's kind of like pulling all these strings and trying to create mm-hmm. this war between the Klingons and and the Federation. Um, and it is interesting. I don't think like we'll we'll dive back into the backstory for this character in a minute because it's really depressing, uh, and it's really strange that they went with it. Um, but I think she actually is like quite a good baddie. I think she's like she's actually Denise Crosby yeah. does a good yeah. job at portraying this kind of like she's very moustache twirly. But the Romulans are all quite moustache twirly. Yeah, I mean um, the Romulans so, don't like, have she's... many kind of like good characteristics, do they? They're not very any redeeming factors. Oh, so. All right, Joe, you Romulan racist. Um, hey, I'm just going by what Starfleet tells me. Starfleet tells me the bad, so you know. <laughs> Damn green bloods. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a good performance, but like, it's really disturbing. Like the idea that so this Tasha Yar character, this alternate Tasha Yar, she comes back, she goes off to find her own glorious death. Uh, you know, we're all Klingons at heart, and you know she's <laughs> looking for glory, and she goes back to like die a death worth worth dying. You know, what like defending this ship against these Romulans or whoever they're fighting, and she's captured, presumably tortured quite heavily, like taken into concubinage by this 
Romulan general, um, <laughs> Sela tells somebody later on uh, that basically then Tasha Yar wanted to escape. So she took her daughter to escape, but the daughter mm-hmm. didn't want to escape. So the daughter basically raised the alarm, at which point her mother was executed. And it's kind of like, fucking hell. Does it have to be quite <laughs> that bleak? Can it not be like, she was captured, but she fell in love with this Romulan guy and they had it, you know. I mean, and then even have it like that, you know, Romulus is quite a, you know, a hard place to be. And, you know, she didn't adapt, her body didn't adapt to the different conditions and she died of like Romulan flu or something or Romulan plague. You know? Which is depressing, but what's more depressing is like this. But at year, least she wasn't Sina's like father executing her in front yeah, of her daughter for unknown you know? reasons. Yeah, so you you know you could have had a die of like Romulan plague because her body didn't adapt to the, to the new uh, climate. Yeah. Done, easy. Everyone's like, oh man, that's sad. But at least you sat there like, well, could have been worse. She could have been executed. But it's a weird choice when you could have just introduced a Romulan character. You could like, have done. I yeah. guess like you, it was Denise Crosby. Like, did she really need some work? And they were like. I guess you can come and like play this evil Romulan character, but why couldn't it have just been like a, you know, like a gold to cat type? Like, let's just get an evil Romulan, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's ways to have introduced her as a Romulan without without having it be quite so. Here's one. Here's <laughs> quite... a great idea, Joe. Not to fix this thirty-year-old TV program. Um, like we have her. As a spy, right? She's a spy in the Federation. Someone sees mm-hmm. her and they're like, I'm sure that's Tasha Yar. And then it turns out that she is a Romulan and basically the Romulans, um, they captured and, you know, like mm-hmm. captured all these humans after that battle. And they basically like, that's what they've used to like genetically modify these spies to look like humans so that's why she mm-hmm. looks like Tasha Yar. And then you can have to go back to the Romulans and like be the baddie and like... That's okay. That would be a little bit less upsetting, but it's kind of like undoing some of the, you know, astoundingly poignant bits of that previous episode to have this in it. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it just it just seems, yeah, it's awful. Um, it uh, yeah, it's just it's just really really strange. And obviously, you know, like Natasha, even though Tasha Yar was um, kind of only in it briefly, you, you know, you do you do kind of like you feel the character almost because of the reaction in the next episode where they had have a funeral and stuff for her and things. And, and they build it. And in that episode we talked about, um, which you'll remind me of the name of, because um, <laughs> I really do think is one of the better episodes at Star Trek that's ever been made. Like mm-hmm. they really bring the character to life and they make you feel like, do you know what I mean? More, you grieve more for the character after that episode than you did when she died at the end of season one. Yesterday's and like, Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise, and it really is a phenomenally like introspective and thoughtful and cool episode. And the latest stuff is trash. It is not it's trash, awful. but like it could have been any evil character, and it's just like, oh, it has to be Denise Crosby. Yeah. But then she doesn't come back for the planet, the episode where they go to the Rape Planet. No, she doesn't. Does she? No. Like, because no. you could have had her play the sister. That would have been yeah. fine. Like she yeah. could have played her own sister. Yeah, I mean, you could have had Crosby back without having like Sela be um, this evil. You know, Sela be um, played by Crosby. You know, you could have just had anybody yeah. play an evil Romulan. Fucking get Jeremy. Well, Mike, your problem would be solved. Problem would Coombs be solved. Isn't in any of TNG, he plays an excellent villain. He's great. 
exactly. The problem will be solved, Joe, is if you had, like, uh, like I said, if you had a Thomas Riker type situation where Tasha Yar no longer has a job with Starfleet because she died, but she's alive now and she's just around doing stuff. So she turns up because she's not with the McKee, but maybe she's, like, kidnapped by the Romulans and it's like, oh, wow, she's with the Romulans now. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's explore that. Well, Thomas Riker goes over to the McKee. He does, well. yeah, which is yeah. like a great way of having Riker play a baddie, or you know, having yeah. Riker play one of these characters and like reusing some of the kind of like things that you've established and people that they know. Because mm-hmm. if if she's Tasha Yar, even if she only comes back for two more episodes, like maybe she gets involved with Q or something, mm-hmm. or you know, she's part of a resistance group or she's part she joins a mining corporation or like and we just encounter her in another episode like it allows you to let that character breathe and kind of like have a come in occasionally you know like um picard's like vash picard's um Mm -hmm. you know sort of girlfriend the archaeologist type thief uh like she comes back a few times and it's like it's good to have these these characters in your hand without just killing them off Mm -hmm. um and they just couldn't help themselves in tng yeah, they just had to come up with some sort of reason to kind of have her there, and they thought, "Oh, this is a really cool idea that actually, you know, Crosby can be a vol- uh, can be a Romulan. Who cares? You know, no one's going to notice." Um, but it it, it kind of it, it just it just feels really really strange. Um, it'd be interesting to know where they got the idea from. Whether it was like I, I, I don't know whether it was um, Crosby's own idea. Um, or whether it was just kind of like something that they wanted and they approached Crosby to do it. Um, it's kind of hard to figure out exactly where the idea came from. But um... It's difficult, isn't it, in terms of like... Um... Oh, apparently Crosby pitched the idea. Um, I was just... Oh, okay. Our really on-time um, research. It says here, Crosby pitched the idea of Yar's daughter, Sela, to the producers. And then that's why they came back. And like, so that seems like a really hard sell. But obviously... Denise Crosby being the son of uh, Bing Crosby, like quite a big Hollywood guy. Like, I guess you have more pull than the standard actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. And also, otherwise. so maybe like she had all their phone numbers and like, so she can bother them about <laughs> these things. Um, but and also, Dennis Crosby was her parent. Uh, was her dad? Dennis Crosby, sorry, not Bing Crosby. Yeah. So, but Bing Bing Crosby was her grandfather. There you go. So I'm just one, one thing to but she's from a big acting family, and like maybe that gives you a bit more pull to, kind of like you know you know people. And also, and they've had a every, everything's a boys' club. You should have had yeah. a um, a relationship with them, and also you know like, they, they fucking love making the Romulans the bad guy. So as soon as she was like, what what if I come back as a fucking evil Romulan? They'll be like, hmm, colour be intrigued. Um, you, you know they could have done all sorts to make it happen though. You know they didn't have to have like original Tasha Yar, just kind of like kidnapped, raped, married off, you know, and then killed, executed. There's so many ways they could have done it. Um, yeah, it's it's just poor writing, and obviously, like, from the original point, it's obviously, she's not happy. I mean, I know Denise Crosby has said in interviews that she says in yesterday's Enterprise, they used her, she said she did more in that episode, of, that episode than she did in the entire first season, which is why she left, yeah. I think, because, like, she just no didn't see the character there. going anywhere. And, and obviously they were going through changes because they also threw out um, Beverly Crusher as well for that after that first season. And they changed their minds about that and they brought Tashi Yar back again. And like, 
you know, it's TV show finding its feet. Um, it would it would be interesting to know what her character arc would have been because I would say that a lot of the characters don't get much of an arc in that first season. It's only after kind of season two that they actually kind of realise that they need to build on it. So it would be interesting if she'd hung around to see if the character had progressed any. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not blaming yeah. her for leaving. It's just kind of it I mean, would have been interesting to see if they would have been able to do something with her. Maybe, but like I don't think I don't think Star Trek, especially well, maybe now, but I don't think Star Trek was plotted out in that way. Then I think no. it's more of a traditional TV show where you had the premise, which is that it's this starship on a five-year mission, similar to the original Star Trek, um, and like every season you get to get together in the writers' room and you assign episodes to people, just oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like any yeah, sitcom yeah. is written. And I think rather than like today, where they know, you know, oh well by the end of the series we're going to have this overarching plot this is going to have happened like mm-hmm. it's not as important in star trek like and that kind of it kind of feels like that a lot of the time so maybe they wrote these characters and then they were they're just going to be doing things every week and denise crosby wasn't doing things every week so she was like well i'd rather go out off and do you know what i mean find something else I'd and maybe be i bet a pool I, of tar. yes i bet joe if she knew how big TNG was going to be because it wasn't in season one, but how big no. it was going to be by the end of it, I reckon she wouldn't have left. It's probably why Crusher came back, partly. Although part of the reason Crusher left was because of the um, was it one of the producers or one of the directors that she fucking hated, but he yeah. left because he fell out with Rodenberry. So after he left, she was like, "I'll come back," which is good. And I think the cast, I think the cast and the producers shit. were were quite keen on getting her back as well. I think they mm-hmm. were all like, you know, personal differences happen. Uh, whereas Denise Crosby, I think maybe thought like she could do better than Star Trek, and actually, as her career has kind of proven that she really didn't. She was in, she's been in lots of things, and she's had a you know, a career, mm-hmm. and she can act. But like, if she stayed on this, they would have found a place for this character, and you know, I think she'd be a lot better remembered. But you've also got to thank her because, you know, the real MVP of Star Trek, Worf, kind of came came out of the shadows after. Worf is the best. Uh, He 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 really is my favourite Star Trek character, I think, um, hands down. He's definitely um, up there. I, I've got like I don't know what it is, but I just I love Miles O'Brien. Like, he's, <laughs> it's Joe just, has a weakness just, for like, Irish for Irish men. Um, um, it's just a fact. My, Miles uh, O'Brien's great. Um, he really makes DS Nine fantastic. We should do we should do more uh, character based episodes where we just talk about a character <laughs> and maybe try and fix some things. Of course, Miles O'Brien. O'Brien's, O'Brien starts is off a great, on TNG. A great like reused character. Same with mm-hmm. Worf. Um, Thomas Riker. We could have to talk about Thomas Riker forever. Um, Even but, William Riker and his sex trombone. Yeah, sexy sex trombone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we've gone round the houses on Denise Crosby and like really do yourselves a favour and go and watch Yesterday's Enterprise because I I I'll maybe prove wrong in the future but I think it's probably in the top five episodes of TNG. Um, I would I would struggle to say there are more than four episodes that are better than that in the whole season run. Who knows? At some point, we may even do it as a, as one of our random tracks. We may, we may. That's a that's a decent threat, isn't it, Joe? Um, but I'm dying of a cold. I'm dying of Romulan flu. So we've got to go. <laughs> Excellent. My son will avenge me in thirty years. You don't have a son. I will. Just, just, oh, never mind, Joe. Your Romulan son. My exactly, my Romulan son, um, <laughs> called something. He will avenge me. He'll look exactly like me, Joe, except he'll have blonde for some reason he'll have blonde hair. <laughs> he'll be the only Romulan with a beard. There you go. 
Turns out he's the one who gave you the cold that killed you. Damn him! <laughs> <laughs>